the central theme and premise of our legal argument is that the circumstances that gave rise to the state of disaster no longer exist and that we are no longer in a pandemic and we do have effective measures to deal with COVID-19 going forward. The other concern that ties in with this is that the government's proposals to amend the regulations of the certain relevant acts, none, none of that process is how shall we put this, requires any form of public participation or stakeholder engagement. And it can, can be done at the sole discretion of the minister, which also ties in with other concerns that the National Corona Command Council has been operating without any form of parliamentary, even public oversight for the past two years, including the fact that they refused to release the minutes of their meetings, uh, any of those meetings, to public scrutiny. So we do think it's in the interest of all South Africans that we exit the state of disaster. And with regards to our campaign about the legal action, we've already received about 62,000 comments. So it, is, it does appear to be a pressing issue for many South Africans. But what proposition do you have to control a potential fifth wave in infections, especially if the state of disaster is done away with immediately? So pertaining fifth ways and subsequent ways, what we have seen is that the, the virus has gotten milder as the, with each subsequent wave. And this holds, according to what we've, we've been told uh, by our own experts, this holds true with most mutations pertaining to coronaviruses that we've, we've seen in history and that it is likely that this virus is going to continue getting milder and milder and certainly less lethal. At present, it already seems to be comparable to, to cold and flu in its present state. And the other thing is, if we need to reach a stage where we have to justify it to a court to get back to normal life, there is always going to be some form of potential risk to society in future, and not just from a coronavirus. We're now seeing a risk to society from a potential uh, war in, in Eastern Europe that is having knock-on effects on our economy and, uh, and our livelihoods, the state of disaster is compounding that, as we've seen uh, more than a million people mm-hmm. has been, have been thrown into joblessness. We've seen extreme rises in poverty, especially in the Eastern Cape and especially in rural communities and, and communities in the townships. And there, there is no point in trying to fight a virus if we are destroying our, our own people and our own livelihoods in this manner. We're about halfway or 50% of the uptake for vaccination. So there's been a slow uptake of vaccination uh, and there's an increase also of anti-vaxxers. So there's another issue that you raise, that, that you are strongly opposed to mandatory vaccinations of people. So tell us more about that. So it's a basic question of bodily autonomy. It is, it is one of our constitutional rights. It's one of the most basic human rights uh, and probably one of the first human rights next to our right to life. The moment we sacrifice the right to bodily autonomy out of fear, it opens the door for the extreme number of other violations. It's not so much a slippery slope as it is a conveyor belt. So there are certain extreme constitutional concerns about making uh, a pharmaceutical treatment mandatory, especially when that pharmaceutical treatment is not 
uh, does not guarantee anything. And I mean, none of the manufacturers would guarantee anything because that's just not how vaccines are meant to work. It is a big concern for, for South Africans with regards to the vaccine passes and mandatory vaccinations. I think we received over 200 to 250,000 comments on that one, uh, with more coming in on every subsequent day. So as a matter of communication, it probably would have been better for government and for the healthcare authorities to effectively communicate to people why it's in their interest to get vaccinated as opposed to attempt to force them, which we have seen throughout history has always resulted in much stronger resistance to something than uh, mere persuasion mm-hmm. and engagement as, uh, is used as a, as a tool of communication. Now, dear South Africa, as well as AfriForum, intend on taking government now to court in order to force them to end the state of the, of state of the national state of disaster. But can you perhaps confirm if indeed you have received a notice to oppose your application from COCTA? And what does the signal in your understanding? We have indeed received a notice to oppose, and it came. its timing was quite curious because in the middle of Feb, about, around about just before or just with the previous extension, the Cabinet indicated that that would be the last and that measures are being put in place to bring the set of disaster to an end as of actually today. And we have now received indications shortly after the, the notice to oppose from, uh, the, um, from COGTA that the government will again extend the state of disaster. So it's unfortunately yet another broken promise, and it's a broken promise that our economy and, and our livelihoods cannot afford.